Welcome to It's Time on CSN International, the daily teaching ministry from the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. On today's episode, we'll be listening to Senior Pastor Mike Kessler as he teaches in the book of Mark. Each of the four Gospels has a different approach and different audience targeted by the Holy Spirit. The book of Mark is a fast-paced, action-packed tome focused on Christ's role as a servant. By studying the examples of Christ in the book of Mark, we can learn a great deal about what our life as Christians should look like and the heart of Christ. With our study on Mark, here's Pastor Mike. If we don't get God's concept of life and people, friends, we won't be doing that. We'll be demanding our rights, we'll be building our walls, we'll be isolating ourselves, and ultimately, friends, we are the loser because we've not learned How to forgive. You know, when you build a wall, all you do, we think, well, I'm building this wall to keep them from attacking me. But you know, that same wall holds you in. And there's a lot of people who build their walls in order to keep their heart from being hurt again. This person hurt me and I'm never going to let my heart be hurt again. So I'm going to build my wall. And every once in a while, I may look over that wall just to make sure that, uh, confirm the reason why I built it in the first place. Yep, you're all still there, just what I thought. But you know, when you live at peace with God, you can dwell without walls. You can let those walls go away. And you say, well, Lord, if somebody's burned me, then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to forgive them. Be wise, but forgive them. You see, every one of us are under scriptural mandate to do so. Well, verse 27. They came again to Jerusalem. And it was they were walking in the temple. The chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to Jesus. And they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you the authority to do these things? But Jesus answered and said to them, Then I will also ask you one question. Then answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of of John, was it from heaven or from men? Answer me. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Then why did you not believe him? And if we say from men, they feared the people, for all accounted John to have been a prophet indeed. So they came back to Jesus, and they said, We do not know. And Jesus answered them, said to them, Neither I will I tell you by what authority I do these things. This gets back to what we talked about earlier. You see, if you say from heaven, John's authority came. Then they'll say, why don't you believe him? In other words, when he was taking people out in the wilderness and baptizing them for the remission of sins because they were having that ceremonial washing, you might say, really, truly being converted to God. They'll say, why don't you believe him? And if they say from men, well, the people believed that he was a prophet from God. And so either way, they were trapped at their words. And so they came back to Jesus and they said, we don't know where the authority of John came from. And then Jesus said, well, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things either. Now, the things that Jesus was speaking of was a couple of things. One was him cleansing the temple. Two was these statements that he made concerning, I believe, forgiveness. Friends, forgiveness is a very, very powerful healing force in your life. If you carry resentment, if you carry anger and bitterness, friends, it will, in fact, burn you up. You say, but Mike, I've forgiven people and they still won't let it go. Well, then you know what? All I can tell you is it's between them and God and let them deal with it. 
And the Bible says if they won't forgive, you know something, there might be people that you think are going to heaven ain't going to be there. That's what Jesus said. If you don't forgive, you have not understand the forgiveness of Christ. The forgiveness of Christ is what allows us to forgive others. You know, you cannot give what you don't have. Have you ever noticed that? It's a novel concept. You might want to give your kids, each one of them, $1,000 for Christmas. But because of your financial situation, you can't. You can't give what you don't have. But you know what? You can give what you do have. And when you have received forgiveness from God, you can give forgiveness to other people. People say, but you don't understand. I, I have trouble in this area. Let me share this with you. We all do. It's called interpersonal relationships. It's probably one of the biggest crises in America and around the world right now uh, that we have. Is dealing with interpersonal relationships. A lot of people just go through life stoned. That way they don't care. Give me another six pack. It's beer 30. Doesn't matter what time of the day it is. It's beer 30. I just go through it stoned. Or we stay on our drugs. Because we don't want to have to face the reality of life. Friends, life in itself, if you really examine it, life in itself is pretty good. What makes it hard? People. Anybody here in business for yourself? You know what I'm talking about? I, I look at the liberal exchange policies of the stores. It's amazing to me. I talked to several store managers that I have known there's this one guy, he bought a lawnmower, used it for two seasons and brought it back and wanted his money back. So I'm serious. And he said, this isn't the only time that this happens. He said, this happens all the time. Sometimes they'll bring things back five years old and demand their money back. And because the store doesn't want to end up in some kind of a negative PR campaign, they'll go ahead and oftentimes bring uh, they'll give the person their money back. And, and, and it'd be great. Business, it'd be great if it wasn't for people. Or maybe you work for somebody. And the job would be a wonderful place to be except for this one guy, that girl that you have to work with. And there's always, they're always obstinate. It doesn't matter what the issue is. They're always in some kind of an opposing view. Oh, isn't it a beautiful day? No, it's not. You know, sounds like some of your spouses, I know. You know, that's the way it is. And you deal with people. And this is, friends, this is one of the things. If you really want to get down to what probably is the number one thing, again, that, that robs us of fellowship, it's unforgiveness. And, and, and you say, but Mike, I'm around really Goofy people. All I can tell you is, yes, it's true. It's, it's true. You're not going to get around them this side of heaven. You know why? Because you're, 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 you're bumping up against their old sin nature, friends. Just as oftentimes they'll bump up against yours. Again, in heaven, we're not going to have this problem. People say, wow, what's heaven going to be like? A world without the old sin nature. And you don't think you have it? A lot of people sit there all smug and self-righteous. Boy, I sure I'm glad you're not talking about me. You know, yeah? Hit your thumb with a hammer. Have somebody pull out in front of you. 
drop your ship in a bottle that you just built. I'm amazed what part of this old sin nature resurrects its ugly head at the most importune times in our lives. You look at that and you realize something. We need the touch of God in our life. You see, God came to change the way we look at ourselves. Not only to forgive us our sins. See, again, the Bible says we pass from death unto life. We were once sin-laden creatures. The Bible tells us this. In fact, Romans, the book of Romans tells us, all of creation groans under the sin of man. You drive past the farms out here and you see these poor old animals out in the sub-zero temperatures that we've had in the last week here in Idaho. And I think about that. And I think, you know, all of creation groans under the sin of man. And we bump up against this. Not only in life, but in ourselves. Paul said it like this. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this death? The things I do are the things I don't want to do. And the things I want to do are the things I don't do. Who will save me from this death? Friends, we we recognize this this war that goes on within us. And this is why I believe Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Sunday night, any time the saints get together is a time of encouragement, a, a time of, you might say, realigning our priorities and our thoughts and all these different things. Because friends, if we don't, as a Christian, you can let that Olson nature drown out the voice of God in your heart. You don't think it happens? Read the last chapter of 2 Timothy. And you'll find where Paul is being ready to be offered up as a sacrifice because of his relationship with God. They were going to behead him. And then he begins to list all the people who once walked with the Lord, but because they had loved this present world, had departed and went back into it. You don't think the old sin nature is powerful, friends? You don't mess with that. The old sin nature, even though it... See, the old sin nature is stealthy. It's smart. It it, it doesn't think... Maybe I should say this. It thinks different than you're used to thinking. It's stealthy. Have you ever tried to justify sin? I have a right to steal this. I owe it to myself. They don't pay me enough anyway. Or I had every right in the world to be mad at that person. Or he had it coming. She had it coming. We justify our sin. That's just the way we are. That's the old sin nature of man. And it's stealthy, it's smart, and it has a way of justifying itself to make you not feel that it's so bad after all. But that part of us that says, I love you, God. And in order to embrace Christ, friends, again, remember when we pray and we say, Lord, forgive us our sins. I confess you as Savior. What we're saying is that, Lord, I am releasing any rights that I may have to myself so that you may be the reason I'm alive. So if you want to offend me, then you're really offending Christ and I'll let God deal with you. Otherwise, friends, we could never say, as Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Now, when Jesus was saying pray for your enemies, he wasn't saying, God, I pray you kill them. That's not the way way it works. But that God would come alive in their heart. They would realize that God is bigger than the things they've done wrong. 
God is bigger than the offenses that have been done to them. And we say, okay, Lord, I'm going to defer to you to let you deal with this situation. But then what would I do all day? If I wasn't mad at people all day long, well, then, you know, you might have time to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And that just might be the reason why we're all still here. In fact, as I read the Bible, it tells me that's why I'm still here. You see, Jesus has a message for each one of us. And that's to not just say we love, but that we demonstrate that we love. How do we do that? By forgiveness. Now, to seek forgiveness from somebody is important too. Because forgiveness isn't just saying, I wronged you, I ripped off, the, you know, I, I broke in your house, stole all your stuff, you got really good stuff, thanks, I'm keeping it, bye. You, you know, what, what that really is means you return what you've done. I mean, it means you give back. There's some, some cohesiveness and you realize that your actions are a direct part of the, the words that you say. And I, I would just invite you this morning to consider. If somebody comes to you and seeks forgiveness, you just say, I forgive you. And I love you. And thanks for having a heart that even recognizes that maybe you did something wrong. You know, God has a way of making everything beautiful. We read it in the Word. We, we, we talk about it. I was talking to a friend. I've shared this before, but I, I, a friend I grew up with. Met him in church when I was 15, and we've been buddies throughout almost my whole life. He lives back in Ohio right now. You know, we were just talking about all the different things. And you know, he said, he said, you know, Mike, there's just not a lot of love in the church anymore. And I, and I thought about that. I go, you know, that's true. It's true. And rather than immediately thinking about everybody else, I began to think about me. I thought, God, have I been the loving person that I'm supposed to be? Have I been the forgiving person that I'm supposed to be? And friends, honestly, I've got to be honest with you, I'm not. I think as we really look at real life, and if we want to strip away all the, all the, uh, the stuff that goes on when nobody else is looking, and we're all alone by ourselves with God, I, I think there's a lot of things that we look at and we say, Lord, forgive me. I realize that there's so much that I can be thankful for, for you loving me. And God, this is the same way I want to be towards everybody else. So I'd invite you this morning just to consider that. Maybe this message isn't so much directed for people that need Christ as much as it is for all of us who have Christ that sometimes forget what it's like to remember to forgive. Do you realize that forgiveness is that element that is part of love that changes a person's life? You see, we're all... Remember when you were a kid, Christmas, and you got a bicycle. I remember, I remember the first two-wheeler I ever had when my, finally my tricycle that I left in back of my mom's car as she backed over it was munched. I was terrified. My dad straightened it out, and I still rode my tricycle with the wobbly wheels, but um, I got my bicycle. I remember it had those little streamers on. It looked like Pee Wee Herman would just had a great time on it or something, you know. It had the little streamers on the side. But I realized something. Couldn't ride it. Didn't know how. And they had these things that they'd put on the outside. I don't even know if they still sell them or not, because, I, I mean, but they had training wheels. 
And training wheels were those things that bolted on the back wheels and they came down and they gave you outriggers. So you kind of got the idea what this balance thing was all about. And you know, they say a funny thing about riding a bicycle is once you learn how, you never forget. Kind of funny, isn't it? Well, training wheels. I realize as a Christian, and I'm beginning to realize through my whole life, I need training wheels. (laughs) God, I need your training wheels. Because about the time I think I can handle a balance myself is the time I go in the ditch. God, give us training wheels. And the Bible tells us like this. Forgiving those trespassers that trespass against us, that God, you would forgive us. I heard it said one time, I've shared this before in a Sunday school class. Little kids don't understand trespasses and things like that, so they just kind of change the word to make it sense to them. God, forgive us our trash baskets as we forgive those who put trash in our baskets. I would just invite you to consider forgiving others. You see, it'll bring health to your soul. It'll bring health to your mind. It'll correct those things that are wrong. And I would just invite you to consider that. I'm not pointing a finger here at anybody. If there is, there's four pointing back at me. But I just realized that if we're going to really be and fulfill the law of Christ, it begins somewhere, friends. And it isn't always another day with some other subject. I find the most personal offense oftentimes is forgiveness. And so God, help us forgive. Now, I'll tell you something. Sometimes I can't do that. Sometimes the offense has been too bad. I think about some of the young girls that I have talked to in my life or read about in books where they were abused by their father or an uncle or something else like that. And the deep scar and the wound that's in their soul. All I can tell you then is just to see Jesus between you and the offense. See that person as a person that didn't love God and did the things that they did because they they were not in tune with the Lord, but still do your best in Christ and ask His help to help you forgive. Because again, friends, we're all going to have that. You see, we, we oftentimes have a right to be angry. But then when I consider that Jesus forgave me, I surrender my rights to God. And because I've surrendered my rights to God, then I have no more rights to hold grudges against people. When we look at the outrageous sins of ourself against God, friends, God forgave you. When you ask Him to forgive you, the old saying, to err is human, to forgive is divine. So let God help you forgive. See Jesus between you and the one that caused the offense. And then that will help you better bring into perspective that which God wants to do. How He wants to help you. How He wants to forgive you. And when we consider those things... See, right now, especially this time of the year, is a very, very important time to understand that because through the year, there's been many offenses against us. We are Christmas. I don't want to spend Christmas with them. They fly around the living room on a broom. I don't want to go there. Forgive. Forgive. And by that example, people see Jesus in you. Don't you know that deep down inside their heart, they know that they've offended you? And yet you continue to love, friends, that speaks louder of a relationship with God than all the track laying and the Jesus album giving and the Christianese that we can use. But loving them, 
in spite of themselves. Where did we learn that? We learned it from Christ. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This morning, if you're not forgiven, I would just invite you to consider being forgiven so you can forgive. You say, Mike, I'm a Christian and I can't forgive. Then I would invite you to rededicate your life to God. Because you need to be forgiven so you understand how good and how wonderful it feels not to have an offense against God. And by the way, when your sins are forgiven, the Bible says, oh, how happy is that person. Oh, how happy is the man whose sins are forgiven. Let God take away your sin today. You say, well, how do I do that? You ask. It begins in an action. It's not just a thought. It becomes action. And action demands me to do something. And all God wants me to do is, first of all, admit that I've sinned. Second of all, ask God for forgiveness. And third, enjoy His forgiveness. And then when you're forgiven... Then you can forgive others. And I would invite you this morning, if you've never prayed and received Christ as your Savior, for this reason Christ died. Jesus died on the cross to take away your and my sins. Friends, that isn't something I needed 30 years ago. It's something I need all the time in my life. Because I realize I know what I am. And I know what I am apart from Christ. You say, well, Mike, I've been around people that are self-righteous. Yeah, and they may self-righteous themselves right into hell, too. Don't let their attitude wreck your life. You get back and just say, Lord, I want you to help me. Well, I went to church and I just a bunch of hypocrites. You're going to hate hell. Because it's going to be full of hypocrites. But heaven, on the other hand, is filled with people who realize we have one thing in common. The blood of Christ and God is our Father. Now, that tells me that we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And I'll tell you, I've been... Anybody here that's been raised in a family, you know that you can have some pretty kooky brothers and sisters in the Lord, or in, maybe in your own home, and you rub elbows with them, but you know what? D- deep down, you still love them. So if you've got anything against anybody, I just ask you to forgive them. And let God heal you, and restore you, and bless you. The Bible says He will. If you're not a Christian here this morning, my heart goes out to you, because to live without forgiveness is a hard way to go. Because you still got that white knuckle, Me first! You'll die that way. And I'll tell you, you're going to live a lonely life. Because you know the only way you can live is to build your walls. Well, I'll build a wall for you, but I won't build one for you. Maybe I'll only build a half a wall for you. And you begin to have to live your life this way. I would just invite you to come into Christ. Now, let God heal you. And you say, but I don't know what to do. The Bible says if you ask, He's willing to forgive you, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Just by asking. So... Jesus took your place on the cross. God made a way for you to be forgiven. I would just invite you this morning, accept that forgiveness. And then you'll be able to forgive. You say, well, Mike, right now everything's going good. I'm not mad at anybody. Nobody's bad at me. Great. I can venture to say that it won't be long before somebody will. And may the Lord help all of us remember to forgive. This morning, if you've never received Christ, we're going to pray right now. And you can say, Lord, I want you to forgive me. I want to be able to forgive others. And God will. So let's pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you now to forgive me of all the things that I've done wrong.
I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. His blood covered my sins. Jesus took my place on the cross. And so now, forgive me, I want to be your child. From this day forward, I commit my life into your hands. I ask you to make me the best I can be for you. Help me to love. Help me to forgive. And help me be that child that you're proud of. And so now fill me with your Holy Spirit so I'll have power to be and do what you want me to be. Thank you for eternal life. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's Pastor Mike Kessler on It's Time. If you've missed any part of today's episode, I'd like to inform you that we offer It's Time for free as a podcast download in the iTunes store. If you'd like a hard copy that you can keep and share, give us a call at 800-357-4226 and the operator can help you with that. Don't forget, It's Time to Grow. Pastor Mike's book on the Christian walk is also available completely free for you by calling that toll-free number I just mentioned. Tune in next time for more It's Time. Oh,